This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. It's not acceptable, you know. Uh, some of those mistakes on those goals are coming from some of our best players, and uh, secondary scoring is there, and yet we're still not getting the scoring that we should from a lot of our guys. So I, I think that until we can find, uh, or, or some of our best players can find our games, we're going to be uh, playing these types of games back and forth, winning a big one, losing another one, and so on and so forth. So. You know, Tuca has a bit of an off night, but the amount of times that he's bailed us out, the least we could have done was bail him out tonight. We couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites there. Thank you to our next guest, Ty Anderson. Replying with that little ditty by Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. Gotta love it. I saw Ty tweet it. One of the best Christmas songs ever. That's it. Ty Anderson at WEI.com. And I, 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 you know, I remember, I think it was a week or two ago, you, as the holidays started, you tweeted best Christmas song ever. And I agree with you. It's top five. It's in there. But mine will be played yeah. tomorrow, my friend. My, my favorite Christmas song, we will close the show out with it tomorrow. Uh, I cannot say it now. It will be a surprise. But if you oh, remember the tweet, you will uh, you go back and find the tweet. You'll see what it was because I think I tweeted the YouTube hmm. clip to you. Uh, it's, ah, that's right. It, yes, it is by it is by a musician who, uh, you know, Irish rock fans and punk rock fans uh, will will understand. Know who I'm talking. There is no possible way he should be alive right now. He, he's like. Yeah. Uh, Think Keith Richards, but Irish. Yeah, he's the Irish Keith Richards. It's yes. absolutely true. He drinks copious amounts go, of booze. There's no way this is a real yeah. person. He's got no teeth. Uh, he stumbles up on stage, and uh, I will tell a little fun story about him tomorrow on the air, so listeners do tune in for that. Uh, Ty, before we get into the, uh, the Bruins, I was just talking about um, them having the potential to be part of uh, NHL history, sports history tomorrow, as their former teammate and future Hall of Famer, Yarmir Yager, uh, will have the chance to surpass his former teammate, Mark Messier, uh, for second all-time on the points list in the NHL uh, in the game tomorrow as he tied Messier last night with a three-point performance. Unreal, age 44, he's doing this. Uh, and he will have the tie. And, you know, we said since the Bruins are in a giving mood, um, they... You know, as we saw last night, I mean, just just open the path to the net, get it over with in the first 10 seconds, and we move on. And that'll be it. But, you know, I was telling the story, Ty, and I'm not I, I'm pretty sure you were covering the team when they uh, lost to the Blackhawks in the finals, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you remember that run, and, you know, Jager was on the team. And we didn't do it like 
that night. But the next story, I, I you know, uh, the next night after I got the clearance from Jagger, I talked about it on Twitter and then uh, on TV on ESPN. Was one night, I think it was after game five against the Rangers. I was just telling the listeners about this. Joe McDonald and I, who covers, uh, he still covers the NHL for ESPN.com. He's my colleague at ESPN Boston. You know, we finish our stories. He goes, hey, man, we got to do a video shoot. You know, they want to post it up on the site, blah, blah, blah. We're like, all right, so let's go out to the bench. And we go down the hallway by the locker rooms, take the right there, and we go down the, ha- down the hallway to the rink, the one that the Bruins use, and we're going to set up on the bench there. And as we're walking down, we hear skating. And, it, like, the lights are down. There's only one light on the ice right now as, as this is happening. I mean, pretty much everything's been shut down. The, the You know, the bull gang's gone home. The, the building's closed pretty much. And it's just basically journalists left doing their stories. But we hear skating. We're like, the hell's skating right now? You know, we're thinking, oh, maybe it's an injured player or something. And we're like, oh, cool, we'll get a little story. What to our bewondering eyes should appear, not to use a Christmas reference there, but Yarmir Yager doing sprints end-to-end with weights on his thighs, his shins, and his shoulders at 41 years old. After a game, two hours after a game where he logged, I think, 21 minutes in the game. And this guy's doing that, and we're like, that's why he's still going at the rate he's going. I mean absolute beast mode, this guy, still doing it at 44, and that explains it. And ironically, right as I'm, I'm telling this story in the last segment, Ty, there's Joe McDonald texting me. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. But, I mean, this guy is just a freak of nature, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of unbelievable, I think, especially when you look at the sort of advancement from when he first started playing to now. I think the players are younger, they're faster, it's, it's way more of a speed-based game than it ever was. And he is still there, still clicking along. He slowed down a little bit, yeah, but he's still productive. He's still way more productive than any other player who's ever played at this age. And granted, there are very few of those talents. But, I mean, this is a guy that he makes the adjustments that he needs to to stay, to stay alive in the NHL. Uh, you know, this offseason, he, he mentioned himself he lost some weight because he felt that he was a little bit too slow last year. And, and it's just he, he, he found a way to lose weight while also getting – you know, more muscular, which is not the easy thing to do, especially at, in your mid-40s, no less. So yeah, I, I can vouch for that. Is, <laughs> yeah, and he, and he is just an incredible talent. Granted, the Florida Panthers are not doing exactly what we thought they all would, for sure, but I think when you look at Yager, I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people sort of wrongly said, hey, he's toast after 2013. He didn't score any goals in the playoffs to Bruins, but if people thought, okay, this is the end of the road for him, and he's proven everybody wrong since then. Yeah, it's it's really it's unlaw it's unreal and it's so amazing how long he's been playing, and you know I guess Mark Messier will be there tomorrow uh, should he pass the uh, the point mark there and he's going to come on the ice and, and you know shake hands or hug him and, and give a speech as well. It's it'll be a cool moment if it happens tomorrow night. It won't be cool for the Bruins, but um, I got a good feeling it will happen there. Uh, but let's uh, let's look at last night. Um, Ty and, you know, Justin and I on the air yesterday, we were saying this is just typical Bruins. They beat a team like the Kings, and they will lay a complete egg against the Islanders, a team that's just reeling right now. Worst power play, worst penalty kill, uh, worst third periods out of any team in the NHL. And, and we saw that. It, you know, it almost continued last night, but they found a way to get that extra goal and, and halt the Bruins' momentum. But... Like us, were you expecting the same thing last night, or did you think the Bruins were going to go in there and do what they should do and, and beat a team that is definitely not as good as them? I think you almost expect them to, to beat that team at this point in the year. They've had so many close calls and losses to bad teams now. And just the last two weeks alone, they've lost to Colorado and Toronto, both at home. Both teams came to town in last place in their division. I, again, this is, this is another team, last place in their division. This is a team you should win. This is a team you should beat, rather. And I think it's, it's interesting when you look at it because now you, you've left six points on the table between these three losses to the Avalanche, Maple Leafs, and the Islanders. Three games you should win, six points left on the table. This came back to haunt them last year, mm. and there's nothing that says it can't happen again this year. So it, in a way it was expected because they've done it so many times, but at a certain point, you know, you, you think that's going to snap and they're going to just wake up and, 
and roll a team that they should roll. I mean, Rice is a great goaltender, yeah, but that defense is not that great. They're no. just they're 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 a bit more, you know, they drop back a little bit too much. Their offense, you know, Casey Zizekas is not in there. He's their go-to defensive zone center. He's not in there. That that's the night the power play should wake up. They don't. That's night the offense, the top six should wake up. They don't. And here we are, another loss. And this is now losses in six of their last eight games. I mean, this is this has not been a pretty stretch of hockey. Well, I can't say I didn't expect this. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what uh, Jeremy Jacobs. Uh, you know, he got a head start, a head start on legalization in Massachusetts when he was saying they're going to make a serious run at the cup at, at media day, but. Um, you look, you're right. I mean, you look at that Colorado loss came after a game in which they erased a 3 0 deficit against the Capitals, forced OT, and took a point from the Capitals on the road. Okay. Then the they lose to Anaheim after they stole, they take a point on the road against Pittsburgh, who's, who's rolling right now. They also won an overtime against Montreal. And, and then this, they, they beat the Kings, and then they come back and face the island and they lose there. It, it's just. It, it, the problem with this team right now is is mental. It, it's not necessarily all skill. It's mental too, and it's to me, it's them looking at opponents. It's them looking at their schedule and saying we should win this game, and we can look past this team. We can we can let up a bit, and yeah, they're going to never admit that. But I find it hard to believe, based on their performance, that they're not. And this isn't a team that can take anyone lightly. I don't care if it's the local peewee team coming on the ice at TD Garden to face them in an exhibition. The Boston Bruins right now cannot take that peewee team lightly. That That's the no, bottom line. They can't. You know? Yeah, they can't. And I think one of the big problems that you run into is when you when you come up with these big wins against Montreal or you, beat, you, you steal a point from the Caps and the Penguins, that's great, but it means nothing if you lose the next night and you look terrible. Exactly. And that's exactly what sort of happened to this team. It's, you know, you can deal with a Jekyll and Hyde, but it really, it really hasn't been that way because you're you're stealing points and you're winning ugly, but you're losing just as ugly the next night, and that's not going to work. It, there's no progression there. There's no growth. You don't see it. It's just it's it's you take one step forward, two steps backwards, sort of thing. And and I think you're starting to see that. And well, Julianne, I think you're starting to see some frustration, sort of, you know, come out a bit more publicly than it ever did. Normally, he's not really one to call out a lot of his veterans because he, he really relies on them. But, mm-hmm. you know, he said he needs his best players to be their best players. He's still waiting for that to happen. And and it goes across the board. Their entire top six, really, with the exception of David Postenrock when he's healthy, has sort of let, let them down this year. Yep, I'm with you. And I'm going to go ahead and call out the front office again. And you know I'm a Claude Julian supporter. And look, I will criticize him when warranted. And do I, do I think there's been times, you know, obviously his shootout choices are brutal. But... There's been other times where I, I put some of this on him, and, and I will, and I don't think he's exempt from any of this. And I get the way the business works, and, and if there's going to be a change, it's going to be him. And it's already, as I told you the last time I had you on, it was already discussed. It was already in motion. And then, as he's always done, he coaches his team to two big wins and sort of shuts the door on that for the time being. But our colleague and friend Joe Haggerty today uh, on Comcast Sportsnet New England on CSNNE.com had a story saying that right now, that's the change that needs to be made. I'll read you this thing as he closes the story. He said, if the Bruins falter in these last two road games in Florida and Carolina, heading into the holiday break, one has to wonder if there will be a lump of coal and perhaps a pink slip in Julian's stocking this year. It's one of the few cards left to be played by Don Sweeney and Cam Neely to spark a stagnant hockey club, and it would make sense given the urgency that all levels of B's upper management should be feeling after missing the playoffs in each of the last two years. It might not be fair in the grand scheme of things, but one has to wonder if Tuesday night's half-hearted loss to New York could be a warning sign that a change behind the bench is approaching on Causeway Street. Of course it is. I don't think that's a question right now. My question to you, Ty, is... And, and and you look around the league. Let's just look at the team they're playing tomorrow. I mean, does a coaching change really spark a team? Well, you know, for every for every time we talk about a team like like you know Pittsburgh, for example, you know they they fire Terry in and Biles and runs the table with them, and it, you know there are guys like Daryl Sutter and other players or like Mike that, Sullivan guys and coaches like that. Yeah, Mike Sullivan as well. Uh, for every one of those. There's the complete opposite. You know, you look at you you look at what's happened in Florida, like you said. 
Tom Rowe, I mean, they still have the same problems they had when they had Gerard Galan as their coach. So has that really made a huge difference for them? Probably not. No. When you look elsewhere, I think it's it backfired with teams like Montreal before you've seen it, ha- you've seen it happen, New Jersey. I, I think it's, it's a risky, you know, sort of gamble. Uh, for every team that catches fire, it feels like there's five teams that falter even further. So I, my point, I guess I come back to this is I don't think you bring Butch Cassidy up here unless you think, okay, if things go bad, here's our replacement oh, option. You're I don't dead think on, that of course. Unless, unless you, you see that as a possibility. My whole thing is fire include Julian's not going to teach the natural centers you have on the wing to score goals. Yep. You have about six natural centers playing on the wing right now, mm-hmm. and it's showing. These shots are taken. They're not high-quality opportunities. They're not actually there for the rebounds and, and the easy put-away goals that a natural winger sort of does. So that has nothing to do with Julian. That has everything to do with the on-ice personnel. And right. you can't flip that just by firing the coach. Unfortunately, that's, that's something that I don't know that I don't know if they fully understand or not. Yeah, and it, I, I think that's sort of the big issue right now for the Bruins, more so than any coaching problem uh, that you could sort of see in their game right now. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I agree 100%. And, and furthermore, let's go back to that period all right, last year after the season's over where, you know, they completely choke in the last game, season on the line, you know, we all know how it went. And then there's that sort of few days there, I forget how many days exactly, where they waited to do their end-of-the-season presser like they usually do. It's usually within 48 hours of the final game, right? I think they ended up waiting like four or five days. I think it was like the following Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, in that time period, Sweeney, Neely, the Jacobs, the Brass, Julian, they said they had conversations with him, they sat down, they discussed philosophies, they they said, do you think it can work? And Claude, if you remember Sweeney saying, Claude even went to Don and said, you know what, I don't mind at all if you want to go in a different direction, it might be time for that but I want you to know that I want to stay here, even if it's not in this capacity. I want to stay on, and I want to help this team because I want to help these kids develop, and I love this organization. So you know in that period, right, it had to be conveyed. And This is me, you know, this is my theory, but I think it's a pretty reasonable one, and I want you to disagree with me if not. But, Ty, I think that in that period, they must have sat down with Claude and said, look, if we're keeping you, you're going to do this. You're going to open up here. You're going to take this philosophy on the ice. You're going to take this philosophy with this kid. You're going to do this and do that. Right now, you would have to imagine, based on that time frame there, that that still holds true and that Sweeney, Ferguson, nearly what have you, are all, it's a collective approach to the, to the lineup, to the style, to everything. So if you fire Claude and you put in Cassidy, as you said, what the hell is going to change? You still got the same ingredients to your cake on the ice. It's still going to taste the same. And it, so I don't understand, like, you know, they fire the coach, they'll go on a run. Everything's just going to turn around and we're going to say, no, this team's not going anywhere, man. They're a borderline playoff team. They are what they are. And a coaching change is, you know what, maybe it is time for a change. Who knows? But it's not going to change things in terms of the big picture. And that's not going to change until there's a collective approach. Do you agree with me? I agree in, in the sense that, I mean, if you replace him with Cassidy, I mean, the style is not going to change overnight, and it's right. not going to be a, a gigantic variation from what you have right now. And by the I way, mean, Cassidy's running the power play, just so everybody knows, when they want to yeah, play and close. It, and it's one of these things, too, where it's, you look at it, and it, it's a roster issue. It's not, a, and, and the acceptance of being a team in transition is something that polluted this team for three years now. Yep. And it's sort of ridiculous that they, they still deny it. Uh, but, it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in transition if you have a, a fundamental goal you're working towards. This team doesn't really have a goal. It's just getting in the playoffs. Maybe win a round. You're not going to win. You're not going to go to the conference finals. You're not going to win the conference finals. So you may as well commit to the idea of actually developing this with a coaching system and structure that makes sense and doesn't either stall or, or stunts a player's growth, which is what could happen if you do fire the coach. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't get it, you know? And if, it, if they were going to do it, it should have been done then, last spring. So you have the whole summer to apply the new coach, the new fresh ideas, and what have you, 
that a coach from outside the organization is going to bring. You know, it, it's especially, just especially when you had more names out there too. Like a guy, a guy like me. Like you know, if I if I were getting a new coach, Nate Lehman, Providence. And yeah, that's the guy that you, you can instill a nice system and a nice work ethic right away. And it's a different. You can do that right now, though. Yeah, and it and it's going to be different because he's coming from a from the college. It, I 100% agree with you, man. It's just people need to, like, not have knee-jerk reactions right now. They need, like you said, accept the factor in tradition. I have no problem with that. You want to rebuild, rebuild. And then you can have years of success after. But you you just can't do it the way you're doing it right now. And that lies on management with me. I'm glad we agreed, Ty. Listen, my friend, last time I'll talk to you before Christmas. Enjoy the Christmas holiday. I hope Santa's good to you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy, all right? Absolutely. Same to you, All right. That is Ty Anderson at WEEI.com making some great points here in the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy. That's Justin Sullivan. We're going to go back and forth on the Bruins. Variety of topics. You want to join us, give us a call. 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. The stretch run. We'll be back. Reeling like a merry-go-round. Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL is many things big, entertaining, dramatic, but one thing it can't claim to be is consistent. No matter how hard they try, there are different rules for different players. The latest example is their decision not to find the Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott for jumping into a Salvation Army kettle. Other players have received fines for much tamer celebrations. Odell Beckham Jr. and Le'Veon Bell spoke about this and the inconsistency, and they were right. The league should probably tweak the celebration rules anyway. They're out of sync with their fan base, who love to see players dance and actually have some fun. A more serious issue came up on Monday night. Once again, we saw officials treating the Panthers quarterback Cam Newton differently. He doesn't get the flags that smaller players do. It's unfair, and it could get one of the NFL's brightest stars hurt. But I'll give the league credit. They're not afraid to tinker. Let's hope they tinker in the offseason. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Performance is the key on the field, on the court, and most importantly for you driving on the road. And that's why AutoZone has all the products and supplies you need to enhance, restore, and boost your car's performance and to keep it running at its peak. One of the first places to start is with a good fuel system cleaner. It removes carbon deposits and contaminants that rob performance and fuel economy. Stop in to AutoZone, get all the great details on Chevron, Techron, complete fuel system cleaner. Make sure you stop into AutoZone, get in the zone, AutoZone. Look, folks, if you're paying attention even a little bit, you know the playoff picture is heating up for the top college football programs. And unlike the pros, it's not just the playoffs. We're talking about the bowl games as well. With so many games to watch, I'm going to choose the place with wall-to-wall TVs, and that's Buffalo Wild Wings. And like always, they've got new burgers. How about the cheese curd bacon burger and new sauces like Havana Heat, an exotic blend of spices that adds the perfect amount of heat to your wings while supplies last. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls and boys teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, Salhegan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com.
The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Physical fitness and physical activity is a family affair. Exercise as a family and enjoy the many indoor and outdoor venues New Hampshire has to offer you. Whether it's skating, skiing, the gym, or a good hike, a family that stays fit together experiences a healthy lifestyle together. This message is brought to you by NAFERT, New Hampshire Association for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. Committed professionals working for you and a healthier New Hampshire. Show. Weekdays at 10 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Streaming live on the ESPN New Hampshire radio app. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. What are we going to call that? Bruins cake? Bruins cake. Yeah. The Bruins what are we cake. calling that? Bruins cake? Yes. Bruins cake. Black and gold cake. <laughs> Shout out to Alex. That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. I love that. Our, 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 our crack intern, Alex, is killing it. My God, that was a quick crass. turnaround there. <laughs> Justin Sully said in the intermission, he said, we got, we got to get that. We got to get Merce cake reference there. <laughs> what the heck was that? Because it was just, you were so heated. And I, I mean, I have the, the pleasure of watching you yell into the mic. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're talking about cake and icing. And I'm like, what is going, this going on? Where are we going here? You're, you're yelling at my clone, and all of a sudden, you're talking about cake and ice cream and unicorns. And oh, my God, where did that come from? <laughs> they need a new cake. That's what they need on Causeway Street. All right? They need a they, new. They cake. need some new defense, is what they need. Yeah. Yeah. You're, well, you're, what's the, what's the cake saying? You can't you can't have your cake. Oh and yeah, eat it too. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's for that's, that's for Don ex- Sweeney that's and Cam, Cam Neely right now. Yeah, yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. There Absolutely you go. nailed it. All right. There we go. That, that's where I, that's where I was going. Maybe not, but it sounds good now. <laughs> 
Anyhow, we're listening to Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy. That is Justin Sullivan. This show has flew by. Yeah, it's a quick one, too. No, maybe because it's the shortest day of the year. Happy yeah. winter solstice, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it. It looks like 9 o'clock outside right now. Yeah. Did <laughs> you know fine. that? It is the shortest day of the year, and I was uh, in between breaks reading about how different uh, cultures celebrate that. And uh, really, I won't, I, won't, I won't get into it. It's very weird. We're, we're celebrating oh, yes. the shortest day of the year? Yes. They, uh, they crawl under blanket for me. That's how the, I celebrate uh, it. The pagans... And the, uh, what are they called? The, the, the Druids. Oh, boy. Yes. This is a big day, though. <laughs> this is a big day. They walk around with uh, white unicorn heads on. Oh. Yeah. On the black unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Martellus Bennett would stand out there. Uh, I, I celebrate by uh, crawling under a blanket and uh, crying. That's how I'm going to start there. Yes. Crawling but, under but a blanket. But hey, look, crying. it only gets sunny from gets, here on out. It only gets better from here. Exactly. But, oh. Now we're on the upswing. So, yeah, happy winter to everybody out there. I'm sure the uh, local ski resort. The Black Unicorn. Yes. <laughs> All right. He is now, we'll, we'll use him to look forward to the <laughs> summer solstice. The Black Unicorn yes. is the summer solstice. Oh, my gosh. Should be the other way around, though. White meaning light. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's all right. That's how it will go here in the stretch run. Ah, what the heck are we talking about here? <laughs> I mean, it, it is the end of the show. We, we've had, we have hit that point where we're winding down the stretch run here. Exactly. And I've uh, run out of energy. And, uh, I mean, you kind of just ran out of energy on that last rant there. That cake <laughs> rant was just about it for you. <laughs> Might as well call it That's a day. That's it. Egg it up. That we're was it. Home. Oh, my God. Anyhow, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about Celtics trades. And I, I, I said to you off air... They can't go for uh, DeMarcus Cousins. There's just too much following him. But you made a good point. And what was that? Uh, that he's the cheapest he's ever going to be. <laughs> that he's the cheapest he's ever going to be. He scored 55 points last night, Murph, by the way. He scored 55 points last night, 13 rebounds. Unbelievable night. And he he scored the, the one of the, the game-winning bucket, basically, at the end of the game. Got fouled. And in true DeMarcus Cousins fashion, he's, you know, Pumping his fist and screaming and yelling, he's an he's a guy with a lot of energy and a lot a passionate players, what I would call him. And in the process, he uh, he spit out his uh, mouth guard, and he was basically taunting the other bench. And in the process, he spit out his mouth guard, and he got ejected from okay. the game. But the refs determined that he didn't actually spit it out; it came out accidentally. So they sent him to the locker room. And so this is a, a ejectable. Offense. Apparently, yes. They they basically called, they called a technical on him and they ejected him. Okay. And then they unejected him because they determined that he didn't purposely spit his mouthpiece. I don't know how you uneject somebody. First of all, they ejected him, sent him off to the locker room, and then brought him back to shoot the free throw. Wow. And it was the, at is at the end a of the game. Couple times like, in my life, I wish I was unejected. <laughs> right, unejected. Right. <laughs> I'm like it's like a second chance. It's awesome. So he had a a, a nice little uh, rant at the end of the game, the post game interview. This, I would hate to be this poor poor girl having to interview DeMarcus Cousins after he's been ejected and unejected. All right, let's hear it. DeMarcus, first I'm going to start with the technical that got you ejected that was then rescinded. What what happened there? I've never seen anything like that. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But did it come out of your mouth accidentally? Is that yes. what happened? Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. DeMarcus, their game plan obviously tonight was to be physical with you and get in your head. You definitely held your composure throughout the game. How important was that for you guys to be able to pull out this win? That was light, man. I know I know what their game scheme is every night. They're hyping up their big man over there. He thinks he's a stopper. It's not happening. I, I brought him back to reality. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Who's he talking about? He, he's talking about Myers Leonard. Now, there's a whole other side of that. Yeah, where it seems like there's a little history there. There's a little history, and Myers Leonard, who's really not that good to begin with, first of all. I don't know why he's talking, and, and he came out afterwards today and said, you know, I don't respect him, and, you know, he's, he's, his antics on the court are horrible, and blah, blah, blah. I don't respect him. No one really respects you, Myers Leonard. Like, no one cares about you. No one knows who you are. So, first of all, stop talking. And the reason I'm on this DeMarcus Cousins bandwagon is because he's the cheapest he will ever be. He just got suspended by his own team for – the, going after a beat reporter that happened last week. He went after a beat reporter. His reporter reported on his brother, didn't like now, it, yeah. and, and went after him and said a bunch of things about him, like a Richard Sherman would said about the reporter in his press conference. And 
this is as cheap as he's going to be. And Danny Ainge has brought in bad eggs multiple times before. This is not the first time right. Danny Ainge, you hear Danny Ainge and bad eggs put together. Delonte West was on this team multiple times. He had him on this team. He actually brought him back as well. And that guy is right now on the streets dealing with a bunch of other issues now. So if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm looking at this and saying, all right, we need talent. It's clear that we need talent. Isaiah Thomas goes off last night, scores 44, and carries you there. He can't do that every night. No, he can't. He and can't he's do a point guard. He can't you don't do, want your main star he's being He's 5'8 yeah. on a good day. He can't do that every night. You need another guy. Al Horford is coming along here, but Al Horford's not that guy. Al Horford's not the guy you just drop plays for at the end of the game to get a shot. You need another guy. I'm looking at Boogie Cousins. Everything that's going on right now, this is the cheapest he's going to be, and Peter nailed it. That pick right now is as valuable as it's going to be. You don't know what it is right now. It could be your first pick. If you the ping pong balls fall the wrong way, it could be the fifth pick. Yeah. It ha- happened this year. We're looking at it going, oh, we have a chance here. And ping pong balls fall, and you get the third pick, and you end up with Jalen Brown. You know, you don't know what that pick could be. So go after this guy. Well, it still has value. You know, yeah. while it still has value, go yeah. after this guy. Even if you got a package of Kelly Olenek and a pick and Jay Crowder, go after the guy. You know? In the words of our fine colleague, Jared Scally, or was it, was it uh, Sean? Might have been Sean. Trade the pick. Trade the pick. <laughs> Trade no seriously. Trade the pick. Trade the pick. Get some get some talent in here because everyone keeps saying Brad Stevens is this great coach and he is. He's a great up and coming coach. Get him some talent. Get Isaiah some help. Isaiah and, and Demarcus are good friends. Isaiah came from the Kings. They played together. It it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Get go get this guy. He's yep. he's just a he's in a bad situation. He's not a bad guy. I've seen stories all over. He's giving money all over the world right now to all these kids for Christmas. He's getting Christmas gifts everywhere. He's a good kid in a bad situation. He's, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy in a bad situation. Go get this guy, please. All right. And uh, we heard earlier Mike Reese, who we've had on this show plenty of times from ESPN.com, was pressing Bill Belichick about when the Patriots might activate Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Well, 22 minutes ago, the New England Patriots activated ding, Jacoby ding, ding. Brissett to the 53-man roster. And as you said to me earlier, they released defensive lineman Woodrow Hamilton. So His birthday yesterday and released today. That's yeah. that's tough luck. It's Bill Belichick, man. It's Carolyn. They don't care about your life. I like Carolyn. I like Carolyn. <laughs> we'll be back here oh on the stretch God. run on ESPN New Hampshire. Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On 5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. There's no better place to watch football than Buffalo Wild Wings. Monday night, Thursday night, or all day Sunday, visit your local Buffalo Wild Wings at 8 Loudon Road in Concord or inside the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester for the best football watching experience. While you're there, grab a Bud or Bud Light Hall Draft for only $3.49 or a Goose Island IPA for $4.99 all December long. Join the fun for Bud Light Wednesday night trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings where you can test your knowledge and win great prizes like ski tickets. Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord and Manchester. Wings, beer, sports. 
New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I, I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. Imagine this. Your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them, all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing. And maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the partnership for a drug-free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Justin Sullivan working the boards. It flew by here today because, well, after all, it's the shortest day of the year. So it felt like the shortest show. Had to be the shortest show of the year. Absolutely. It did. It just flew by. It flew by. We had a good time. And, and, and we had the least guests of the year. So see, man? Yeah. We have a good time together. Time flies when you're having fun. Sully's always a good time. And uh, well, apparently, uh, did, you get, did you get that email yet, Mr. Sullivan? I will check here. Check right now. Because we're gonna uh, we're gonna reference this, and hopefully we can get the sound as well. Um, speaking of having a good time, apparently, uh, at least according to Matt Light, former Patriot lineman, great guy, uh, he appeared on the Toucher and Rich show on ninety-eight five the Sports Hub this morning after his old teammate Brandon Merriweather, who is uh, always on Twitter, sometimes a big mouth to say the least. Uh, and has had his fair, has thrown his fair share of criticism at the Patriots. Yes, yes. Yeah. One of those vocal sour guys, grapes. One of those vocal guys that comes out when something goes wrong and yeah, you know, little, exactly. Little butt hurt. Like right would now would be a time you'd probably hear exactly. from Brandy Merriweather with the whole Michael Floyd yeah exactly situation. He's a, well, he's a little butt hurt. Um, Matt Light tells a story about Brandy Merriweather. Uh, Brandy Merriweather about the time he set up a painfully awkward conversation between the safety and head coach Bill Belichick at the 2011 Pro Bowl. All right? So uh, it's about him saying that Belichick would, would pick up a bar tab that they apparently, according to Light, rang up before the game. So they were drinking before the game. And uh, <laughs> Good. Do we have it here? Hold up. Okay, we're loading it up. In, 10 uh, seconds here. So he says, according to Light, some players were drinking at a hotel when he convinced Merriweather that Belichick would pay for the bar tab. After all, it's his head coach, so why wouldn't he? <laughs> and uh, he went on to say that uh, 
later that night, Light said he saw Merriweather go up with his check to the head grump, that is Belichick, and his girlfriend, Linda Holiday, and endlessly thanked Belichick for footing the bill. And, of course, the coach wasn't in on it and uh, notified him that he never took care of the tab. Uh, and then Merriweather apparently was none too happy about this story and took to Twitter later on today at 2.30. Uh, if you go to his Twitter handle, at B Merriweather, that's one R, M-E-R-I, weather, 31, uh, and said, I never got dead drunk before the pro roll. I just took a shot. Yeah, okay. Let's see what Matt Light has to say about that. Let's listen. You have information on Brandon Merriweather. He said to take all this with a grain of salt. Oh, it's one, it's one of my favorite moments of all time. But before we do that, there is a 98.5 Sports Hub newsflash. Okay. If you haven't gotten – you know me. I'm always doing something for kids. This is for Gronk and his Gronk Nation Foundation. Go to GronkNationRaffle.com right now. I don't even – I'm not even going to bore you guys with the details. I'm just going to tell you it's the greatest Christmas gift of all time, and it's happening Saturday, Christmas Eve. So GronkNationRaffle.com. And now we're going to get into what I think for you guys and your love of Brandon Merriweather is probably one of the greatest moments of all time. So you guys were talking about the, the Pro Bowl earlier, right? Yes. yes. So Brandon's at the Pro Bowl, and I remember looking over, and I see him sitting at a table, and Ray Lewis, one of your other favorites on the show, right? Yes. Is sitting there, and uh, it's, it's a table full of veterans, right? All the guys are cutting up. They're having a good time. This is right around the pool you know, at the Iolani or whatever the heck the name of that place was. And he's kind of the young guy, kind of the odd man out, right? And he's not saying much. He's just laughing, you know, joining in the festivities. And uh, I walked over to him and I said, hey, man, I said, uh, you know, you're uh, I saw him order a drink from the waitress. I said, hey, man, you, you do know that you can put all this on Bill's, you know, room, right? Now, you got to remember, <laughs> Belichick and the entire staff were coaching, you know, the AFC, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So now I go up there saying that, just busting his chops. I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I figured I'd plant that seed. And he looks at me and he says, you know, are are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, man, you don't ever pay for your drinks when your coach is here coaching, right? I'm like, come on, come on, Rick. You know, so I walk away. I'm not thinking anything of it. Fast forward like four or five hours. I, I literally witnessed him walk up to Bill with his check, like the, you know, the little card that has your bill in it. And hand it to Coach Belichick and say, hey, thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. In a way that only he could do it, right? Like, you can imagine what that conversation looked like. Yeah. And I'll never forget, you know, Bill's looking at him like, what, what are you talking about, right? But Linda's like, oh, you know, go ahead. You know, take care of the tab. You know, like, that's great. You can, yeah, help him out, right? It was the most uncomfortable, awesome moment I've ever witnessed with Coach. That's great. Classic rookie prank. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That um, is awesome. I can only imagine what, uh, what Bill said. Yeah, he probably said, Love Carolyn. <laughs> Here you go. Here's some money. I love Carolyn. Oh, my God. Come Christmas Carolyn with me. That I'm was, Bill Belichick. That was hilarious. <laughs> but that's something only, only Matt Light could do that. Only yeah. Matt Light could do that. It's just who he is. His personality, that's who he was. I, mean, I wonder who that guy is on a current Patriots team. Hmm. You think he's Gronk? It's got to be Gronk. It's got to be Gronk, but... But Gronk is but you'd all, expect it. Gronk's yeah, exactly. always doing Gronk stupid is, stuff. Gronk like is that. always joking, so it's yeah. like it's not even like Matt Light is like funny, but you don't realize he's funny. He's kind of a goober, and you kind of just you let it happen. Gronk is always funny. He's always making jokes, so you kind of expect him to be pulling pranks. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying, hmm. I'm trying to think of a player. I mean, Slater's kind of sneaky. Slater he's definitely not Brady. No, definitely not Brady. <laughs> Slater's kind of sneaky. He's like a he, he lays in the weeds there and. He's got usually has a couple good answers in the presses. Usually funny answers, but he doesn't come off as that jokester type. I think Slater Slater would be my guy that would pull a sneaky little prank on that on his on special teams guys, of course, because they the special teams guys they they're not the big wigs that get drafted in the first round. Those are the seventh six rounders that are trying to prove themselves. And Slater comes in and pulls a prank. I could see that happening. Absolutely, <laughs> maybe Blunt could be Blunt. Like Eric Blunt, I could, could be, see doing could stuff be like that too. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, with the, with the running backs on James White. Yeah. You need yeah. it's good though. You absolutely you need those that. guys. Absolutely. You know, you need stuff like that. You need that camaraderie on the team. Of course. So and Merriweather, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. He, Don't get all pissy about it. I was saying he's butthurt. He's butthurt that he got caught. He's butthurt that yeah, he Yeah, he's he's like well, he's always takes things too seriously. He's com- he just complains about it and 
he's he's the he's the patron hater that comes out when something goes wrong. You know, he's the patron hater that comes out and always has something to say when when Belichick makes a movie doesn't like or they go down the tubes or the the yeah. two and two season. He's probably the first guy out there that was saying you know trade Brady and it's time to move on and. I just I hate that. Like, yeah, yeah go away. I don't need to see you anymore. Go exactly. away. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we got to uh, we got to say uh, we got a hell of a lineup uh, for tomorrow already. Yeah, man. We're pretty I'm, much set. <laughs> I'm already um, looking at it. Going, you know, for wow. our listeners, we we're supposed to have Kevin Weeks, uh, NHL Network, former NHL goalie. He was supposed to come on, but uh, he had a last minute meeting. The schedule just didn't work. Today. We're going to try and get him tomorrow. We'll see. Jesus. Looking um, at this, like, what is this? But so, this is our lineup for tomorrow as we broadcast live from Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. Come on by, uh, say hello. We got uh, the great staff there. Uh, let me see their names uh, Marilyn and Aaron and Brian. Uh, they do a great job there, and you can the awesome staff, awesome place, really nice layout there. Uh, and of course, it's boneless Thursday, sixty-five cent boneless wings. Uh, I wish I was there. I know. <laughs> I wish gonna, there was somehow not, you could come. Not so. gonna lie, I wish I was there with you. Uh, so you got sixty-five cent boneless wings. You have uh, happy hour two to six, and then nine to close. Uh, and, and of course, all the wings you can eat. Oh, there's so much food. There's, their sauces are great. I can't wait for my Parmesan garlic. Cannot wait. Yeah. Thank you, Tom Honey King. Barbecue. I will never Fine. be the same. <laughs> You can finally credit Tom King yeah, for something. Yeah, for my gut, too. <laughs> but uh, we have a great lineup as well. Uh, we are working on maybe having a musical act joining us. Could be uh, my friend Jeff Hilliard, who yeah. went viral on the internet singing with his daughter. That'd be awesome. Uh, her name is Melody, ironically, I believe. <laughs> I have to double-check that. But, <laughs> yeah, she's cool. a great singer. Uh, she's only about five years old. And so his video of uh, her and him singing Santa Claus coming to town in a punk rock style. It's gone viral. You can find it on Barstool Sports. You can YouTube it. Just do Daddy Daughter singing Santa Claus coming to town. Uh, we will have plenty of fun Christmas music as we did today. Uh, even more tomorrow. And we will also have Bill Burt, Bill Burt join us from Lawrence Eagle Tribune, Talks and Patriots. Then in his weekly visit, Mario Magola will break down Thursday Mario. Night Football with us. Super Mario and a couple other games. Uh, Sully and I will make our NFL picks. Sully tries <sighs> to come back on me. I need a big week. I need a big week. Two man. weeks left, buddy. I need a, this is the week. If I don't, if I don't have a big week this week, it's over. Yeah, that, two weeks left. This is the key week. Uh, week. Our man, even though we thought we were going to end it for the Christmas week, I said, "Why would we do that?" No, gotta so have we've mine. changed our mind. We've got Cole Wright, NFL Network, Gabriel Morenci of Fantasy Sportsnet, joining us for sure. Uh, also, like I said. Possibly uh, Kevin Weeks, former NHL goaltender and analyst on NHL Network. So we've got a heck of a lineup. Loaded man. show. <laughs> Loaded show. Loaded show as usual. Looking forward to being at Buffalo Wild Wings, Mall of New Hampshire, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Thanks to Pete Terrier for setting that up. And by the way, Pete Terrier had his last day in the office here. Did a great job bringing we'll in sponsorship Pete. for all our shows in the station. Uh, he's become a good friend of mine. Happy I got to uh, know him, and it was last day in the office. And of course, it'll be his last day tomorrow uh, for ESPN New Hampshire. So, uh, you know, good luck to you, Pete. We will miss you for sure, and uh, we will remain in touch for sure, my man. And thanks for all the advice and the uh, the good situations you've provided, like broadcasting from Buffalo Wild Wings. And we'll be back in the Concord one next week. So, looking forward to that as well. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to you, Sully. And uh, thanks to you for listening. We will talk to you live. Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester in the Mall of New Hampshire tomorrow here in the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Little baby, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum. I am a poor boy too, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum.